0: Coffee podcast. A podcast Podcast with coffee about dogs and cats. 22. What rhymes with 22? We made it through to 22.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I was trying to think of like. Something animal related? Fenty shoes. Ooh. Rihanna style. Okay. Or we got some Starbucks right now. So we got a Venti. Vu. Brew. We got a Venti Brew (laughs) for for 22. 22. There it is. There it is.
1: Starbucks now has pistachio frappuccinos, in case you haven't heard yet. They're pretty delicious. hmm Good for fueling compassion.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep, we had to take a break from work earlier so that Emmy could go get us pistachio coffee to continue mm-hmm. fueling the work that we're working on.
1: Yes. So, in this episode, we're, it's going to be, so My Favorite Murder, which is one of my favorite podcasts, calls it a quilt episode. Ooh. That's actually where they take pieces from like previous episodes and put them together but we're going to be quilting together mini interviews kind Mm -hmm. of with Mm -hmm. margaret and dr grace in response to a question that we got from a listener so if you want your question featured on our podcast make sure to email us or post to us on facebook just get in touch with us somewhere and we'll be happy to go find whoever the expert is to answer your question
0: yes we were very excited to get To talk today about something that we kind of forget is a question for people who are on, who don't work in animal welfare. Um, And we were really grateful that it was brought to our attention by a listener, so we couldn't um, do this. By a doctor. Yes, Mm -hmm. by a doctor. So we couldn't do this work without you, listeners. So holler at us. We want to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for listening. We're just so glad to be here with you, Margaret, for... in our socially distanced yeah. technology world that we're in. <laughs> yeah. Thanks.
2: Isn't it interesting?
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Um, so technology in is amazing. Office, and
1: we're in our office. Grace and I are drinking our coffee. Margaret doesn't drink coffee.
2: No, sorry. I don't. Okay, I usually do a good us. iced tea. Mm, iced tea is great. <laughs> I do like
1: iced tea. Did you know that British people, which maybe I shouldn't shouldn't categorize them all together but i have a british gentleman in my toastmasters club and he says iced tea is an abomination tea is meant to be drunk hot and disagree it's a a gross american um, oh really wow we're gonna
0: have to meow you out (laughs) (laughs) Meow Angry taffy me out. Yeah. That's our new sound cover, Margaret, when yes. we swear. So, we so put, you can swear you uh, remember, and we'll
1: cover it with an angry taffy sound. Mm-hmm. We record right. that when she's growling cool. at
0: me and plug it in over our
1: swearing. Yeah. We should record a uh, munchkin barking so we can use that as well. <clears throat> yes.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah she can bark, Leave me.
0: <laughs> we'll come make her mad so we can do it. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, Margaret. you just show
2: her something and she'll mm. bark.
0: Margaret, I'm going to read you this email we got, okay? Are you ready? Okay. Uh I want to give a shout-out. I'm sorry to this woman if I mispronounce her name. Her name is Jamie Rufinocht, and she sent us an email and says, Hi, Grace and Emmy. I've got a question that I hope you all might answer on the podcast. Shout-out to Jamie. When you guys put a stray up for adoption, you list an age on their profile. How do you know how old they are? In May, we adopted Rex from you. He was the Border Collie with the Torn CCL, and you've listed him as two years old. How do you all make those estimations?
2: Okay, so to make an estimation, we kind of, we have a sheet from newborn to a year and so we kind of look at this, what their teeth look like at that if they're you know younger than a year
1: just development. you know when their
2: canines have come in yeah development how their canines have come in and things like that when they're over a year quite honestly it depends on how well their teeth look and how much tartar on the backs of their teeth and That can be a little deceiving um, at times because there's people nowadays with the new education about taking care of your animal's teeth and stuff. When people do a really good job of brushing their dog's teeth or get dentals regularly, that could could have, if the right word is, obscured their age because we go by how much tartar and what their teeth look like and how worn down they are. Mm -hmm. So I always say it's kind of an educational guess I always tell people that several people can look at a mouth, especially a veterinarian or people who work in the shelter. You're going to have different ages. Mm-hmm. People are going to give their opinion. I think we're pretty close. There's a couple times we're off because when we do a return to owner, that's one of the things we ask is, how old is your pet? And um, I could say we've been pretty good about coming in within a couple of years.
0: Nice. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Do you ever look at like behavior as well and determine if some, you know, if a dog seems more slower or older versus energetic, does that have any bearing on, on their age estimation?
2: It could. The other feature we we'll probably look at is like if they have a lot of grain around theirs, what their eyes look like, mm-hmm. things like that will do. Um, their activity level, yeah, it could play put a play into it too. If they've got a normal temperature, you know, they're just not being sick and things like that. But we can get some dogs that can be ten, twelve 12 years old and they still act like a puppy. Right,
1: yeah. And I've <laughs> you looked know, at some you know, animals and thought, oh, that's a really young animal or that's a really old animal and been totally off. So. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you take several factors into account. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, we do. And I have a question about. So we try to do that. Senior pets, so you do think of cataracts and other senior type things in your experience? Does a dog kind of hit a certain age and then all that stuff kind of comes on, or does it get gradually build over the course of their lifetime?
2: I think sometimes it gradually builds, but when they hit those senior years, I think seven to eight is my opinion. They'll start, you know, get some of that gray, although some dogs gray earlier than others or cats and cats really don't gray, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But looking at their eyes, their hearing, you know, the mobility, they all do start to slow down, things like that, that we look at. But also I think sometimes it's the breeds too. I think certain breeds age faster than others because you got to look at like Irish wolfhounds. They're going to age a lot faster than a chihuahua is.
0: Yeah. So you see a lot of dogs in your work, and you've seen a lot of dogs over the last twenty years that you've worked here. How about how long of time do you spend with a dog before you might be able to tell its age? Is it like thirty seconds, five minutes? Um, is it? I'm guessing it's also varied based on how much time you have to. I don't know. I guess what's the process and intake for if an animal? I guess
2: when we bring an animal in, and that's one of the things that we do is that we'll age a dog or a cat when we're giving them their shots and taking their temperatures and things like that. Um, and we have to realize that we have always have new employees coming, new employees coming, and so it's it takes a lot of I would say some training and just some time to realize how to age animals. But like our veterinarian will look at them when they've gotten through the system. Our behavior crew will look at them when we do their behavior assessments. So there are times that we'll have an adult dog and then we look at them. And then when we're doing behavior assessments, we'll go, nah, this is actually a lot younger because maybe they're a little bit more settled down and we can look at their teeth a little bit better. When they come in, sometimes they don't want us to mess with them because they're scared and shy and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So we could change to age um, when the vet looks at them when the behavior team looks at them.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Is that the same for both cats and dogs, sort of same process of looking at the teeth and how, you know, mm-hmm. worn down they are?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. How much tighter do they, I think cats kind of age, their teeth age a little bit more than a dog does. Mm-hmm. Again, I think more people probably, in my opinion, probably do more dental with their dogs than they do with their cats. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I didn't, you know, I'll be the first to say I didn't know that was such an important issue till I started working here. I now brush my dog's teeth to keep the tartar off, but I have a senior male kitty and his teeth are just starting to break off. Like they're just so brittle. And I, I didn't, I shocked me the first time it happened Till I realized like, Oh yeah, cat senior cat teeth are a whole other world.
2: And I don't know if it also makes a difference too, is that we tend to have more chewing toys Mm -hmm. to help clean teeth for dogs than we do for cats.
1: True. Yeah. That, yeah.
2: Um, To help with that, and I've Chew heard on of that. some so, yeah.
1: dental treats for cats, but the dental treats for dogs are definitely more out there in your face and yeah. mm-hmm.
2: popular. I and I think diet, I've heard that diet makes a puts a play into it on how their teeth are too. So it depends on, you know, how well they're being fed, you know, eating their type of diet. I'm trying to say is the type of diet yeah. they have. That can also affect what their teeth is, so when it all comes down to it, it's really a guess yeah, there's so to factor. speak, we just do our best, yeah. trying to age them as much as we can I have as close as we can.
1: question that may or may not be a myth bust that I've always heard that dry food helps clean their teeth, and that's why you want to make sure they have some dry food and additional wet food for cats or dogs.
2: Yes, d- dry in my opinion, and sheer talk with a veterinarian on that, mm-hmm. but my opinion the dry food does help them cleaner. And it's a lot easier on their teeth, and I think the teeth um, do better on dry food than uh, than can. I think it can hurt your teeth a little bit. I think it's kind of like candy for us mm-hmm. if we mm-hmm. use good fo- eat good food compared to if we eat candy all the time. Yeah. I think does that make sense? Yep. So yeah, I think it's this true thing for us to me. Dry uh, canned food and people food are like candy to us.
0: Gotcha.
1: Since you're the pocket pet expert, is there any good way to age different pocket pets?
2: I think, again, it's how well their teeth look, if they're really yellow, if they're really white. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how we do it. And, again, that's a, that's another good educational guess sometimes. Mm-hmm. How and
0: old do pocket pets get?
2: It depends on the pocket pet. Your gerbils and your hamsters, it's a good three, maybe four years. Um, guinea pigs can live to maybe seven to ten years. Rabbits could live... You know 10 to 12 years again it depends upon their diet and exercise and what you do with them the more you give them the right foods and things to chew on um, the longer they're going to live
1: and of course birds like victor can live a long long
2: time yes if you get like a, a parrot is going to live a lot longer than like a canary mm-hmm. or a parakeet uh, so you always have to take that into consideration and for the it's hard to age, I think, a bird, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we do trim. Of course, they don't have teeth, so but we do have to trim their beaks and their nails, but um, but yeah.
1: So Margaret's sitting in her office right now with Victor, her office yes. bird. Um, <laughs> Who's
2: surprisingly being very quiet. I know. I was going to say I want to hear him because <laughs> I want
1: him featured on the podcast. So yeah. I don't
2: know if
0: there's...
1: Any chance
2: to get him to talk for oh, us? Oh, I could get him to I do things that he doesn't like. Like, if you wrestle, let me see if I can wrestle. ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> he's moving, but he's not talking. He's quite, he doesn't want to be on he's, the podcast. He doesn't like things like sacks being opened and mm. things like that, so he'll, like, chirp on that. But what kind for of some bird reason, is now, he? of course, he is a white-capped pinus. He oh. came in, given up by interest. As everybody knows, he's not the nicest bird.
0: <laughs> but he likes my um
2: He does like me, and um, he's got the respect of Juliet, my office cat. But mm-hmm. they, they do get along, things like that. But uh, he's a pretty cool bird. I do enjoy him.
0: Nice. So what I'm hearing from you nicely to our listener, Jamie, is it's a guess. We're doing the best we can. So he may, your dog may not be two years old, but since he didn't tell us his story when he got here, we we just have to take his word for it, take his yes. teeth for it. And that brings me to another question I wanted to talk about, Margaret. We get asked sometimes, do you have, insert special breed name here, like do you have, like you said, Irish wolfhounds, or do you have, I heard of an interesting one yesterday, an Indian pariah, or do you have lasso of opsos? And my answer to this person, and I'm curious what your take on this will be from the intake perspective is... Look, we don't know their breeds with certainty. I mean, the only way you would know is a DNA test, and even those, you know, aren't necessarily a set or sure answer. You know, if you're interested in a long-haired, 30-pound, white, cream-colored dog with a flat face, that might be a very different search term than you're looking for, asking us if we have a lasso opsa. So we do our best with breeds as well in determining what breeds they come in. Can you talk a little bit about what that process is like when a dog comes in on how we decide their breed?
2: Again, we go first thing we do is look at their physical, their hair coat, um, their coloring, their size. A lot of times, our staff will say, "What do you think?" And I always say that the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. But it could be their side view. I mean, there's um, there's some dogs that their side view go, "Oh, that looks like a collie by their nose," and then when we look at the front view, it's like, "How did I come up with that?" Mm-hmm. But and again, it's an educational guess. But we do, sometimes when we do their behavior assessment, we'll go, man, this really looks like, acts like a border collie. Mm -hmm. So we might make that that secondary breed because of their, what their, their activity level and what they're acting like. And again, we're going back, it's an educational guess. We bounce ideas off of each other back here in intake. The veterinarian can give us some ideas too. And you but guys we just have do a our couple best. of
1: charts that show, you know, breeds and what they look like, that people could refer. We to. do, uh
2: huh. We do. We've got chart. We've got a cat breed chart and then a dog breed chart in our uh, emissions. And
1: mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting insight. The whole behaviors, knowing the behaviors of certain breeds or types of dog because a lot of times all people see is the one adoption photo that we post and we might list the two breeds we think it's mixed with and they'll be like this is absolutely not that or this doesn't look like that it looks like this to me but they don't know all that they only get one view of it from the picture and they don't get to see its behavior so there's other elements that go into guessing the breeds too well and
2: it is really hard too because we'll get owners who'll bring in bring in a dog and we'll ask them what their breeds are and then we go really? Mm -hmm. And we look at the dog and go, really? Mm -hmm. And they said, yep, I've got the mom and the dad, and that's what mom and dad are. And I go, okay. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we even go, hmm, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. I think another myth to bust is that a mixed breed dog between two breeds would would all look similar all the puppies would look similar and that you would be able to guess the two breeds oh by no looking at it, but they no we had it. a
2: yeah we had a litter of nine puppies that came in and when they were little puppies they all had the merle look to them and we thought oh they're just australian shepherd mixes mm-hmm. and we i adopted one of them <laughs> and he got rid of his red merle turned out to be a long haired wire haired dog and his siblings we've seen before and some of them are very short coat long legged and kept Their Merle coloring. So even as puppies, when they get a little bit older, they'll change.
0: So interesting. Yeah, that is Mm -hmm. interesting. So that brings, okay, so what I'm hearing from you is our staff have a little bit of training on what to look for in certain breeds. They have graphics Mm to compare to, and they have one another to do some feedback from. So like Emmy said, I think that's important to remember is that we're not just sort of shooting in the dark here, but we are doing our best. Right. Um, that brings me to another question we get a lot. And I'm just curious your perspective on it is why are there all so many pit bulls? That one doesn't look like a pit bull, that one. And do you think that we in general are more like do, how, how does that happen? Cause there are a lot and we just don't know what they are. They might be a bulldog. They might be, is that a shelter buddy issue?
2: I think when dogs come in and it's really hard again too when there are puppies and I think they'll turn out to be a little bit different, mm-hmm. We think if they have the physical attributes of a pit bull by the shape of them and how they look, you know, their heads and their bodies, that we might put a pit bull mix. And I think the reason why we did that was when first people started getting more and more pit bulls is like their insurance wouldn't allow them to have more the veterinarian will say well this is not a lab mix you really adopted a pit bull mm-hmm. mix and they'll bring them back and say i did not want a pit bull mm-hmm. so we want to be able to say we think that it might have some pit bull in them so that if they want to adopt that's great but they'll just know that we think that maybe it does so when they take it to a veterinarian or they see their insurance company and they think it might have pit bull they're just not kind of shocked mm-hmm. i guess i want to say yeah, and they know what they kind of have adopted Well,
1: and another understanding that I have is that there is an American pit bull terrier, but there's also an American Staffordshire terrier that's considered Mm -hmm. a pit bull, that there's a few different breeds that fall under the type of pit bull. So when we list something as a pit bull mix, it could be several different breeds. A lot of these are just very popular and that people have been breeding them, and there are a lot of them around, so that in itself is a reason why there's a lot of them. Um, On top of the fact that there's several Mm -hmm. groups that fall under that category. And, yeah, I think what you said, the fact that that group is... Singled out for insurance and sometimes landlords and different things, or even city and county laws, because that group is singled out. We think it's really important to identify that group so nobody accidentally adopts a dog. Right. Then they would be forced to return because it's not actually allowed in their county or what have
2: you. Yeah, and I think breeds are important to know. I mean, and I would hope you know, and I think we do try to do is I know a lot of people want to adopt by breeds or have a certain type of a breed. I like personalities more or less. So when people say, this is what I'm looking for, it might not be the breed they're looking for, but I have the same personality that they want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always like to call all of our mixed breeds, the all American shelter dog (laughs) Mm -hmm. is what I always try to call them. But you got to realize we have designer breeds for years,
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. (laughs) you know, because your Labradullo is is between two different breeds.
1: And Travis has been on before and talked about how mixed breed dogs are the healthiest yes, dogs Yes,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't tend to carry those, what did I say, those things that the parents Pure might have. Purebred genetics. Purebred genetics. and Yeah, yeah that they the moms and dads have breed. So, yeah. I, I've i had my purebreds and I've had my mixed breeds. And I'm going to tell you, my mix, mixed breed dogs have been my pretty good dogs that I've had. So Yeah, so. all
0: American shelter breed dogs.
2: Mm-hmm. Isn't all American funny? shelter dogs.
0: I'm so I'm sitting here grinning because I'm thinking about that, that, you know, we do all kind of have a type, and I visibly am drawn to the really large. I really, like, oh, I've talked about this on the podcast before, like, what's that saying? She, she ain't a lady if she ain't 180. That's how I feel about dogs. <laughs> yeah. I really love the big, big, big ones, but somehow I keep ending up With these really, like, calm, lazy, docile porch laying, like, I've had a setter, now I have a retriever, you know, I'm going to start fostering, and I'm sure you're going to give me more that are, like, that kind of lazy, and it's just so funny, because I physically like the look of the really big ones, but you're right, there's something about a personality draw that a lot of times outweighs it, so... Which is also funny, because that's what we try and encourage people is to like, keep an open mind when you come to the shelter, because you may have an idea of what breed you want, Do keep. and we don't know what their breed is. so mm-hmm. Right.
2: I always say, it's just come in and really talk with adoption counselors. Do your research, but think about your lifestyle, because not every animal fits everybody's lifestyle. So come in and look, because your lifestyle might be for more, not a certain breed, but maybe a certain age, Or, you know, if you have allergies, you know, are they a couch potato? Are they independent? And this goes for cats and dogs. So kind of think about what kind of lifestyle you have and what you're looking for. I like for people who'll come in and say, this is what I'm looking for in a dog. And I go, okay, this is the animal I have. And that's how I try to match it up, not by breed. Because one person came in looking for a border collie. And they they kept introducing border collies to their border collie. And I finally, and they weren't working out. And I said, well, what are you really looking for? And they told me, and you know what? They took a home that I don't think they would have even looked at. And it was a husky mix. (laughs) And they absolutely loved the dog. Um, So they were telling me what kind of dog they want, what kind of lifestyle they had. And we matched up. I said, let's look at this one. That's what I like because those are the ones that really will come back. I don't know if I got off the subject. Sorry. Oh, I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. You've answered all our questions and have educated us so much. Yes. Thank you, Margaret.
2: Sure. Thank you for having me thank again. You.
0: So Dr. Grace, we got a question on, let me see if I can find it on our email, which we were really excited because, you know, somebody emailed us about podcasts. Someone <laughs> must have listened. And it wasn't, we yeah, yeah, know. It wasn't like. A like our friends yeah, or yeah like my mom <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were really delighted and her question is when you guys put up a stray for adoption you list an age on the profile how do you know how old they are in may we adopted rex from you the border collie with the torn ccel you listed him as two years old but how do you make those estimations
3: So how we estimate age, it's a little bit of an art. When animals are young, so puppies and kittens, they have very distinct changes in their their teeth or their dentition as they age. So, for example, like a one-month-old kitten, generally there's a couple of things. They generally weigh about one pound, and they have very specific things we look for at their teeth. A two-month-old kitten, those teeth have changed a little bit and they weigh about two pounds. Now, when you get to about five or six months old, that kind of goes out the window and you just have to base it on what the teeth look like. So we look at things like if they have a lot of tartar, if they have a lot of calculus present, if they have a lot of wearing down of the teeth or fractures of the teeth, the problem that we can have with that sometimes is that it's not a problem i guess it's sometimes people take are taking really good care of their animals teeth and so and an older dog or cat, for that matter, might have really great teeth, but that's because they've had very regular dental care for ten or twelve years or whatever their age might be. The other thing is, is it's difficult when you're in a stray type of a situation that we see often here at the shelter to dif- differentiate between, say, a seven-year-old dog from a nine-year-old dog. There's really not any way for me to tell that. We, you know, we kind of look at other things within the animal. If there's changes going on in their eyes or their muscles or their body shape. or things like that. So it's an art and it it happens when we see a lot of teeth a lot of times, if that makes sense, but it's not, it's not an exact science. And so, you know, it's pretty easy to tell a five-year-old dog from say a 12-year-old dog, but, you know, differentiating between a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old dog, sometimes that can be really difficult. So that's probably what we look at the most is kind of the wear, you know, and if they have a lot of yellowing or, or things
1: like that.
0: Um, I know you had mentioned that there may be other factors as well. One of the things I was curious about is, and, and you mentioned it that I didn't know about, was the muscle mass. But it, do you, is there any ever any, like, osteo issues or arthritic issues that may happen as the animals age that is, you know, more physical traits as well that you might look for that um, you as a vet might be able to catch that perhaps, like, are general observers, intake staff, or Facebook followers, they may not necessarily see that or know, but you would be able to identify that, you know, based on your training.
3: Sure. There's some things we can see on an x-ray. Like you can definitely see arthritis or arthritic changes in joints on an x-ray. And we would look more at our large, specifically larger dogs. They can really have some changes going on. And so we can, we can definitely say they have, you know, arthritis developing, which then tells us they're probably, you know, on the older side of the uh, of the age spectrum as far as muscle mass and things like that there are some certain diseases that tend to affect older dogs that change the muscle atrophy. Sometimes they get muscle changes in their face and their and across the top of their skull. And that's a, a specific kind of disease that generally affects older dogs. As well as you can just kind of watch them walk. And I think some people, you know, not just veterinarians, you can really pay attention to the way an animal gets up and down, walks, you know, based on the, the fact of if it's a, you know, a, a year old kind of pup versus a, a 12 year old dog kind of thing. So I think that... It's difficult. You can't really look at an X-ray and say, "Oh, this dog's X amount of years old." But you can definitely say there are arthritic changes, which you would then highly suspect of maybe having uh, a little higher age.
0: Dr. Grace, I know you can't see our face because we're social distancing recording, but Emmy mm-hmm. and I definitely exchanged a very fascinated look at the forehead changing description. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> Well,
3: it's, it's called
0: myositis
3: and what, what it is, is it's kind of muscle wasting. So, uh, it's a real distinct look. And if you've seen a dog, you would know it if you, if you saw a dog that had it Their their little forehead looks a little bit sunken in and they just kind of have that older look and, and, uh, you know, they can have hair color changes as well. Everybody talks about the graying of the muzzle and, and our geriatric dogs tend to, you know, their muzzles tend to get gray or white. They also, you can look in their eyes too. They're, they tend to have some age-related change happening in eyes. Same with cats. The changes are a little different, but they both species can uh, show some age-related changes in their eyes as well.
1: Interesting. You're going to have to point mm-hmm. it out to us next time we have a dog in here that has yeah. the forehead sure. Yeah. Sure. One
0: thing, okay, here's another question I have that just came up in my mind. So we just had old gobbles get adopted mm-hmm. yesterday. and uh-huh. I remember asking you one time about, like, Well, he kind of piddles a little bit. And you said, well, that's because he's really old. He's (laughs) an old man. Sometimes their little bladders just can't hold it. And do you, is that something that, like, just traits like that? Or is, I guess that's probably hard to tell in a shelter environment because sometimes they're just not potty trained.
3: Right. That's, it's, in the shelter world, that's a really difficult thing to monitor. like, Like, especially when it comes down to house training and if an animal is house trained or not. And so with our dogs, they, they can... A common occurrence would be for them to dribble a little bit. Now, that would be something you'd probably want to get checked out if it were your own, you know, if you owned the dog, just to make sure that they didn't have something else going on, like an infection or something like that. But generally... There is medicine out there that can help with incontinence. Just like age-related changes happen in humans, they that same kind of a problem can happen, you know, with our dogs. And so we definitely have medicines that we can help to give them. But it's also one of those things that if it happens once or twice versus if it's like a consistently persistent thing, then you need to definitely get it checked out.
0: I have a uh, cat-related question. So, you know, we had Rossi in here and his... Kathy described his fur as being, he has old man fur, Um, and we had a question about (laughs) Molly from a devoted Facebook follower who commented on a picture of Molly on Facebook and said, is she sick? What's wrong with her? And I didn't know how to write back and say, she has old lady fur. Um, Is is that a thing? Do cats (laughs) have a fur variance as they age?
3: That is, uh, I, I think, probably, def- <laughs> I think that's definitely a thing. Now, why they have that is probably, there can be many reasons. One of the most common things is as cats age, they tend to process their food and their nutrients, their macronutrients and micronutrients out of their food a little bit differently. And so sometimes you have to supplement them um, and their, you know, the little, their hair changes a little bit. And so they do get kind of a different texture to their fur or it, it's hard to explain. Sometimes it can feel a little greasy,
1: yeah.
3: Um, but then they still have like flakes and dry skin in there. And that can oftentimes be, you know, related to a thyroid issue and, and you'd need to do blood work and check and make sure. And that's why with all of your cats and your dogs you want to do yearly, you know, exams and yearly blood work and things like that. And as you get as they get older, most veterinarians will will recommend twice a year blood work checks. And especially if you know they have something going on like a thyroid issue, you want to make sure that the the you're keeping it controlled with the medications or whatever you're using to to help manage it. But definitely old lady Hair and, and old man hair in cats is is a thing. Mm-hmm. It just can be caused by you know some different things.
0: Wow, oh, I had no idea. Know. I thought it was just that they were too like tired to bathe. Yeah. yeah, they were like, <laughs> they're like, "I'm too old for this." Well, you'll see,
3: you know you'll also see that same kind of fur in our cats that are extremely overweight. And that is often related to the same thing. It can be a thyroid issue. It could be a food issue. But then they also, they struggle to reach around and actually reach themselves to groom themselves. <laughs> so they tend to get matted fur and they get kind of beat up looking. But yeah, that, that can definitely happen as well in your, in your big fat cats. Cause everybody loves those big fat cats, but that's not always the best thing for the cat to be big yeah. and fat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kathy said Gideon smelled like pee cause he couldn't reach yeah. his- P.E.D. Uh, Please. P- so. oh. <laughs> Sharpie has down to reach me he so. can't
1: reach. Bubba Gump was like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so exactly. The same way. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Sharpie
3: is the same way. But Sharpie can reach around amazingly well.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Still very flexible. Wow.
3: Yes.
1: Good wow. Did you say dentition earlier?
3: Yes, dentition. That is basically the the word for like the The teeth of an animal. So when we have kittens or puppies, what we call is they have mixed dentition. So they have deciduous teeth, which is just like in humans, when you have your your baby teeth is what we, you know, term Mm -hmm. it in humans. And then each animal, um, they lose different teeth at different times and gain those permanent teeth at different times. And that's one of those things we look at to age those young puppies and kittens, That most puppies will have those permanent canines breaking in, usually around the six to seven month mark. And same with the kittens as well. So we kind of can have a better idea of their age based on their where they're at within their dentition and if their permanent teeth are coming in and which ones are.
1: Dentition and deciduous teeth are going to be my words of Yeah, the I'm going to try and
0: see how many times we can Decidum- fit that in with Sully's that got it. a yes. struggling dentition. Sully do got a struggling <laughs> dentition. We, we mentioned in the <gasps> discussion with Margaret is that I didn't know that, I didn't know before working at the shelter that senior animals had such you know serious dental issues, and so now I'm trying to be more preventative with my dog but I think I've told you before Dr. Grace is I got an old man cat and his teeth just fall right out his head lately. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he is just on the struggle train and I know that he needs a dental but uh, yeah mm-hmm. th- there is no but. I know that he needs one. It's gonna right. be a real struggle to get him to the vet because I'm sure he'll find time. it done. Sure. Yeah. Well we
3: did we did a couple dentals actually today for surgery and the the teeth are amazingly important and People, I think sometimes put it off and it is, I know that out in the, with regular veterinarians, it can be a little bit expensive to do dental work. Um, but it is extremely important. They, I mean, it can lead to a lot of different things. It's a direct line to heart problems, Um, bacterial endocarditis, which is basically when bacteria can get into the heart muscle that straight from the teeth. And you know, if you, if you've smelled a bad mouth, you have to understand how much bacteria could possibly be in there. So keeping um, your animal's teeth healthy is really important. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep.
0: And we... Hope that if your animal gets here at the shelter, we'll misage them because their teeth are so good. Yes, (laughs) Yes, exactly.
3: Exactly. (laughs)
1: That's what we hope. Well, this is a good PSA for everyone out there with pets to get to the vet, especially if your pet's a senior and hasn't had their regular checkup, and that tooth health is very important. Even if you have a puppy right now, be conscious of trying to keep their teeth healthy and clean.
0: Yes.
3: Definitely. It's really important.
0: Well, This has been very enlightening, Dr. Grace. We really appreciate all of your answers. I'm sorry you can't see our faces because we're just quite fascinated by all these fancy words like dentition. Yeah, we had a lot of like, what? (laughs) <laughs> their muscle, their forehead muscle slopes their canines pop in so i think i hope this answers our listeners question i hope it's been i'm sure it's been educational so we really appreciate you taking time i know you're really busy sure. i know you always have a long surgery list so thank you for taking time to answer this for our our followers
3: no problem thank you for having me
0: yay yeah.
1: it seems like a lot happens week to week in our office cat Updates because mm-hmm. we have a lot of office feline updates yep. to give too. We sure do. What do you want to start with?
0: Well, I can start with mine. Mm-hmm. I think we already told that Gideon got adopted. By somebody I know. I think so. I think we updated that last week, which was really exciting.
1: Or or he had the appointment,
0: maybe, yes. last week. But yes. now he's officially gone home. And what's his new
1: name? Oh, my gosh.
0: His new name is Chunk Norris. Oh. Hilarious. He's a Chunk. <laughs> he's Chunk Norris. So, and I talk to his adopter probably every couple days. And he is just living the dream. Uh-oh. Kitten a kitten playing, playing in the litter box. Stupid Emmy. We <laughs> really like a sandbox. We're pretending yep. that we're just, um, oh. We're yeah. just digging in the sandbox.
1: That's what it looks like, except that's the toilet, so that's not
0: great. <laughs> I'm ignoring Delft it. Delta's so
1: cute, but that must mean she's feeling better yeah. and not throwing a tantrum anymore.
0: Yeah, I picked her up for a while. So I think I had updated that I had gotten Delta and Dawn. Mm-hmm. They were two kittens. I got them right before Gideon left, and they were two feral kittens, two tiny feral baby hissers. They're so funny because they're so angry and they think they're so scary. But they're so cute, but they're so small. So, we actually ended up splitting them. And this is something that we, is very, a very curious thing. Because sometimes siblings end up as bonded pairs, like Emmys, Jillian, and Sally. Where their behavior really declines when they're apart. Because they get so scared or overwhelmed or shut down, it's almost like they're their (coughs) emotional support sibling. So we have to keep them together for their well-being, and we adopt them together. And it's not always siblings who are bonded pairs. Sometimes it's pets who have lived in the same household for a really long time and get surrendered together. Mm -hmm. Um, They may even be different breeds or different, even different species sometimes. But sometimes we see an opposite phenomenon, which is that sibling pairs or pairs who have lived together for a long time in a home together Do better separated. So we noticed that these two kittens were playing this game of "I'm scared, are you scared? I'm scared, are you scared? (laughs) Yeah, I'm scared too. Me too. I'm scared." And so they be more scared together. Yeah, and so they would really. exacerbate one another's fear and we're not willing to socialize with anyone but each other. Yeah. So we decided they were actually the opposite of a bonded pair mm-hmm. and we tested it for a couple of days and moved each of them in with a more outgoing kitten mm-hmm. who they could learn more cat behaviors from, ones who were willing to show what human interactions look like, how to eat, not being in a hidey hole. Um, and they have really thrived being separated and each having their own role model. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So they're doing really put them mm-hmm. w- well. big Big kitten brothers, big
1: sisters program, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's going well. That is <laughs> big brother, big sister kitten. Yeah, that's exactly it. It is going the really well. The big brother and lady of Lisa is the big sister. Yes, and yeah. So kind of like you were talking about, I think the personalities of Sally and Jillian worked well because Sally was way more outgoing. They were both a little shy at first, but then Sally warmed up really quickly and liked humans and showed Jillian that it was okay and humans were good. So. That was, and then Sally has worse eyesight, so Jillian can kind of be her seeing mm-hmm. eye sister. Uh, but yeah, when you just have two that are both terrified, it's like when you have that best friend that like you're great because you're similar and get along, but then you you work each other up and get into like a, a spiral of some mm-hmm. type because you're both like. I have we done that? I think we've done that to ah, one another. Uh, some Pisces spirals. <laughs> Pisces spirals, yeah. So <laughs> this is what happens with Pisces. or are friends with Pisces sometimes. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. You need to go talk to your Leo friend who
0: is like, life is
1: great. What are it's you fine. talking about? It's fine. We can fix this
0: problem. No need to start stressing about this. And mm-hmm. then it's like, mm-hmm. well, wait a second. I, now I'm worried about it. Well, now I'm worried about it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We've done that. So that's what was happening with our kittens. To yeah. hear that ASMR scratching in the background, mm-hmm. Delta is happily playing in her litter box. Yeah, she was the most scared of the two. And she, for the most part, she hangs out in my office even with the door open. She doesn't really leave. She likes her older brother Gawain, who mm-hmm. I've commandeered from Emmy. <coughs> they hang out a lot together, and they've actually now got a third roommate who's pretty. Yeah, right. the new office yeah. kitten. Mm-hmm. She's pretty mm-hmm. indifferent to everything right now. She doesn't feel very well, and then I kind of keep her vague, um, just for her story being vague. She was attacked and injured yeah. and she was recovering okay but she's recently in the last few days stopped eating so my goal is to get her to eat a bunch of food we're gonna fatten her up mm-hmm. and we're gonna get her social and we're gonna get her feeling better but um she's in here she mostly just stays in the corner and hisses except for she rubs on my leg sometimes but she'll yeah. she's my delta delta can lay with her
1: that's good uh-huh. and she's been eating so mm-hmm. that's good too Mm-hmm. she's already doing better in yep. the office and Lucas who came in with just crazy wounds all over his face and ears from we think really bad ear mites and self inflicted wounds is looking a lot better still healing and he has an adoption appointment today yay. so pause cross that they really love him and it's the right fit and he ends up getting adopted yeah that, that would be exciting yay. <clears throat> and I think those are all the kitties um yeah i can and then candle who was in michelle's office now on the adoption floor also has an adoption yep. appointment today the flame point siamese with a short tail lady of lease came to me was given to me as a behavior kitten because she was shy and hissy but kerrigan has a really good instinct for the ones that are kind of shy and hissy but she's like i think they just need a little bit of attention like a little time around people more consistently in someone's office and lady of lease came around within probably 24 hours of being in my office and now just wants attention all the time and climbs on my lap. And she started to do it with other people too. So I think that that is translating to people in general that she Mm -hmm. now likes them and knows it's a good thing. She's still that cat who if there's a sudden movement or sound, she'll probably jump and run and hide, but then she'll come out pretty quickly and recovers quickly from those kind of stressors so that's good to see
0: and it's so nice that she's so social because she's also really soft yeah it's been snowing a lot and she's like a warm stuffed animal and she likes to lay in the lap a lot so she's yeah really cute You're gonna
1: be the most annoying kitten ever when you first mm-hmm. get here in the morning because she's feeling so lonely from a night alone that she'll be screaming at the door and demand your attention so She'll be perfect for somebody who really wants a lap cat and a cat that wants to be near you all the time. Yep. And have attention. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yay! Those are the office lines. Any funny stories to share that have happened recently? There was a... We'll keep this one vague, too. But there was (laughs) a dog. We like to just snoop shelter, buddy, and Mm -hmm. read the notes. Mm -hmm. There was the dog that got brought in because she was obstructing
0: traffic. She just laid down in the middle of the road, and she's a really large dog. (laughs) She... When we were talking to Margaret earlier today, she said... Well, she tried to run away from home, but mm-hmm. she made it about half a block down the street, and then she turned into a speed bump. And she said, nope, I'm taking a nap right here. Uh-huh. And so people were swerving traffic because she was napping. Because she's she chunky. She's mm-hmm. thick girl. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a thick queen. She, we love her. She's yep. brought us great joy. She's our new favorite. That was funny.
1: More and more of the behavior dogs at the team works with or keep coming up for adoption so that's really exciting and fun holly go lightly went into foster okay. care very briefly and then went up for adoption she got adopted like yesterday yeah right? like
0: two days later yeah
1: yes we had a hedgehog that got adopted we talked about that last week i think mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. got adopted it's been good yeah. it's been a lot of animal joys mm-hmm. around here it has been And I believe our official number of adoptions for 2020 was 2,775, which is crazy, crazy that it's probably a little bit lower than normal, but so was our overall intake, so it's still a really great and exciting number for 2020. If at least one good thing came out of 2020, it was all those animals getting yeah. adopted.
0: That was a lot of animals. That's <gasps> wonderful. Yay. So onward and upward. We got yep. a lot of new things, new goals, new dreams coming in twenty twenty one. We'll see yeah. how it shakes out.
1: <clears throat> Grace is already researching some cool grants and coming up with
0: things that we can do for I those grants. I'm so excited. One of the things we were talking about with Margaret today, which now I wanna like I wanna see what we can do mm-hmm. is we were talking about remote control birds for the building. Oh my goodness. For enrichment so mm-hmm. that the animals here can experience the observing hunting behaviors without actually endangering any animals or bringing birds yeah, inside.
1: Yeah, yeah, and not every single, you know, room or area has windows to the outside. Slash there's not a lot of birds that fly around cuz we're by a busy mm-hmm. street. So, maybe they can see remote control birds flying around. Yes, cool we're going to we're going to work on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Watch our social media if you want to see what we're doing and our updates and the cool stuff that we do for our animals and the animals that come up for adoption. We're helping Hans Humane Society, pretty much HHHS Topeka on all the different social media sites like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And as always,
0: email us. Oh,
1: shoot. <laughs> 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 email us. My email address is emig
0: at org, And you can reach me at Grace gracec, C. G R A C E C at org. Our
1: last listener question emailed both of us together which was really exciting Woo! we would love it if you guys would do that and just give us your feedback comments funny stories questions updates on animals you've adopted whatever you want to share that'd be great
0: we love hearing from you
1: we do and don't forget we're all, we're all in this, this together. together honey almond milk cold brew pistachio frappuccino pistachio, latte pistachio. with a brown
0: butter topping
1: butter butters our new favorite flavor pistachio why isn't it green why isn't it green is my first question